Good day to you. Hope you're having a wonderful day. When it comes to baptism, we need to talk about baptism. I feel like there's a lot of confusion and misunderstanding about it. It's really a simple thing. Jesus set the example for us to be pleasing to God. Now, he did this in every way, but especially when it comes to baptism. If we look at Matthew chapter 3, verses 13 through 17, Then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. And John tried to prevent him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and are you coming to me? But Jesus answered and said to him, Permit it to be so now, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he allowed him. In other words, then John went ahead and baptized him. When he, Jesus, when he had been baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting upon him. And suddenly a voice came from heaven, saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. So in these verses we see Jesus setting that example. He goes, he's baptized, and notice how God responds. The Spirit of God descends like a dove. And then you hear the voice from heaven. This is the Father speaking. This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. This is an example for us, showing us God's approval and how it pleases God when we are baptized. Nothing that Jesus did was just to be doing it or just for himself. There was a purpose to everything he did. And notice, this was to fulfill all righteousness. Not that he had sinned like we have, and so we really need it, but not that, we had, not that he had sinned, but this was to fulfill all righteousness to set the example for us. If we say we are following Jesus, then we are following his example and we are following his teachings, right? So, also, Jesus taught that we must be baptized. In John chapter 3, verses 5 through 8, Jesus answered. Now, he's talking to Nicodemus. Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. The water is baptism. You notice how the Spirit of God descends on him in those verses? That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear the sound of it, but cannot tell where it comes from and where it goes. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. Realize what he's teaching, what he's saying here, that we must be born of water and the Spirit. Now, being born of the Spirit, having God's Spirit in us, that's, that's, we only get that through baptism. There is no other time that you receive the Spirit of God. And it's important that we receive the Spirit of God because that's a promise of His 
in the Old Testament that he would put his spirit in us and teach us to follow his word. So it's very important that we follow this example from Jesus and he shows, God plainly shows that it's pleasing to him and that that's when you receive the spirit of God. You don't receive the spirit of God any other way at any other time. So it's very important that we see this and understand this. And like Jesus says, you know, don't be surprised by this. You know, just like the wind blows, we see the effects of it, even though we don't see the wind itself. That is much like the Spirit. We get the effect of the Spirit being in us, even though we don't see it, right? Yes, we don't get the special effect. Jesus had the special effect of the Spirit descending. He had the special effect of God saying this and and it being heard from heaven. We don't get the special effects, but we do and must do the same thing. We must follow the Lord. So, and you will see the effects of this in your life. It takes time. I mean, you know, when you're a new Christian, it takes time. It it takes years to to make the kind of progress that we really want to make. We wish it was quick and easy, but it's not. There is some instant change. I think when our when we repent and we turn, our heart really does start that change. And you can feel that and you can see that and there's going to be some quick changes for you. But it also takes time to do a lot to make a lot of other changes. Some things we have a lot of old habits, bad habits. It takes time to change all those, but the spirit, you will see the results of having the spirit. Now again, Jesus said that we must be baptized. Mark chapter 16, verse 16, He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. Well, the reason is when you're baptized, you receive the Holy Spirit, and that is that seal. Just like they had a seal on the doorpost back in the Old Testament, and the angel of death passed them by, you know, that thus they have the Passover because they were passed over. You read in the, in the New Testament in Revelation how uh, God's people are sealed. And um, Paul refers to that as being sealed with the Holy Spirit. That's how we're sealed and that's how God knows his people because they have obeyed him. They have followed him and they're sealed with the Holy Spirit. And that's how when Jesus comes back, we're drawn up, those who are that are belonging to him, belonging to God, who are following him and are sealed with his spirit. We are the ones that will go with the Lord into heaven. And we want everyone to go, just like God wants everyone to go. But I know some will refuse, some will not believe. But we must, if we're, if we're following Jesus, if you're trying to follow Jesus, and I believe a lot of people earnestly are, that they are sincerely trying to follow Jesus, then they must be baptized, just like it's described in the Bible. We must be baptized so that we can receive the Holy Spirit and have that seal and know that we are God's children and know that we will go to be with Him eternally. Now, Peter, he also preached Just the same thing, that we must be baptized. If we look at Acts chapter 2, verses 38 through 41, Then Peter said to them, 
Repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is to you and to your children and to all who are afar off, as many as the Lord our God will call. And with many other words he testified and exhorted them, saying, Be saved from this perverse generation. Then those who gladly received his word were baptized, and that day about three thousand souls were added to them. Now, what were these souls added to? They were added to the body of Christ. They were added to the Lord's church, his congregation. The body of Christ, his congregation, the Lord's bride, that's what all of us comprise. We are the citizens of the kingdom. This is how we are added to the kingdom. If we do not get baptized and receive the Holy Spirit, we will not be added to the body of Christ. This is plainly stated. It could not be more clear than what we've looked at. We're going to continue to look, though, because there's things we have to make sure that people understand. We're baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, in Matthew, Jesus actually says uh, to be baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Either way is fine, because Jesus is, for us, the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. He is our God. He is God in the, that came in the flesh for us, right? So either way we are baptized is fine. It can be in the name of Jesus or in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. That's how I was baptized, the last one there. And that's fine. As long as you're baptized, then you will receive the Holy Spirit. And this is the promise that God made back in the Old Testament that we would receive His Spirit. He would put His Spirit in us and teach us His ways. And that's how this works. Also notice that that's how you're added to. You're a Christian. You're added to the Christians. You're added to the body of Christ. Added to them. What were they? The apostles, the uh, disciples, whatever you want to call them, they were the body of Christ. So as they converted people, they were adding to them, they were added to, adding to the body of Christ. It's a simple thing. It's really simple statements like this that make things very clear. We just have to pause and slow down enough to understand what's being said. Now, I do want to mention too, for those, there are some who will listen to Paul more than they will to me talking about the Gospels or Peter in Acts. So I want to bring to you something from Romans chapter 6, verses 3 through 7. Paul taught that baptism is necessary. Or do you not know that as many of us as were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. For if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection. 
knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves of sin, for he who has died has been freed from sin. Baptism is how we are freed from sin. Notice too, how how can we certainly be sure that we're going to be raised up in resurrection through baptism? If we have been united together in the likeness of his death, baptism symbolizes we're going under, we're going down, symbolizes Christ's death. We're coming back up to newness of life, symbolizing his resurrection. Certainly, we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection. This assures us that we are going to be resurrected with him. Again, this is plainly spoken, but we kind of have to slow down and look at it and understand what is really being said. Especially, I know, with Paul sometimes, because Paul will have these long run-on sentences and, and things that can be difficult to understand. But the idea here, if we are united with Christ through baptism into his death, And that's how we're freed from sin. That's how we get forgiveness of sin, right? Then, if that's what frees us from sin and that's the likeness of his death, then for us to have that resurrection, we have to be baptized. We have to come back up, right? That's how we get that resurrection. We get the newness of life here, but also we receive the Holy Spirit. We're sealed. We can be sure that we will be resurrected, that we will be resurrected to be with the Lord eternally. Now we fix our eyes on Jesus. He is our example. He is our Lord. And He is our King. We follow His examples and His teachings, His commandments. Don't be distracted with a lot of other stuff. There's a lot of stuff in this world and there's a lot of false teaching that would tell you that these things in the Bible are not true, or that you don't need these things. But that's where we have to follow the Bible. Don't even follow me. Follow Jesus. Follow the Bible. That is what matters. Okay? I'm bringing this to you to show you this, but definitely read and study for yourself. John chapter 3, verse 36, Whoever believes in the Son has eternal life. Whoever does not obey the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God remains on him. What is unspoken in that sentence? When he says, whoever believes, that's also whoever obeys. Because when you believe, you will obey. Just like in Mark chapter 16, verse 16, Jesus says, who believes and is baptized will be saved. But he who does not believe will be condemned. He doesn't mention baptism because if you don't believe, you're not going to obey, right? And here John does something similar, kind of in the reverse. Well, maybe maybe it's the same, but he does something similar. He says, who believes in the Son has eternal life. Why? Because when you believe, you will obey, you will follow, and you will do the things that Jesus has shown us and taught us to do. Whoever does not obey, that really means they don't believe, because if you won't obey the Lord, then that means you don't believe in Him, right? Our actions really produce 
the most damning evidence of our belief. And I say it that way because a lot of times as Christians, we don't act like Christians. We make a lot of error and do things wrongly sometimes in, in our emotions. I'm guilty of all this. I'm not saying anything I'm not guilty of myself. So a lot of times we show our disbelief by not obeying. Because when you don't obey the Lord, you're saying, I don't believe. I don't believe. Jesus, I know Jesus said that. I know it's in the Bible, but I'm not doing that. I don't believe. That's what that says. So we have to realize that obedience shows belief, and belief means we will obey and follow the Lord. I know that strikes against our human pride and people don't like it, but that is the truth. And that's why baptism is so important. We must be baptized to be free of sin, to be sealed with the Holy Spirit, to live eternally with the Lord. It, it is absolutely critical for our salvation. I want everyone to know that plain, clear, simple. It is that important. So. I do want to mention here in John 3, verses, verse 36, where he says, whoever does not obey the Son, okay, the word for not obeying, it means more than just like disobedience or not obeying. It means to reject and refuse and disobey. That means they're rejecting Jesus. They're refusing Jesus, right? So you may say, well, I believe in Jesus, but I don't, I'm not going to be baptized. I don't believe in that. You are, in essence, rejecting Jesus because you're saying, regardless of what he said, I'm not going to obey or follow him. You are rejecting and refusing to follow him. Now, that's, that's plain and simple. It's, it's in the Bible. It's, it's not just me saying this. This is in the Bible. So that is more than just unbelief. It is also a willful choice because of our human pride. We all get that, and I understand that. But can we claim Jesus as our King and as our Lord and our Savior if we do not obey Him? So I encourage everyone to make sure that you are baptized, receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, and receive your eternal salvation from sin and an eternal life with the Father. So I want to thank you for listening. Hope you have a wonderful day. May God bless you and keep you safe. And remember, God loves you.